When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Ken Abzuck, and this is Daily Thrones, a quick look at the world of ice and fire as we approach Season 7 of Game of Thrones starting this Sunday, July 16th. This is a place you want to come to for live, quick reactions and reviews on the episodes, exclusive, fun interviews with people having emotional reactions to the show as well, plus your voice. That's right. You can call in here to anchor and post your thoughts, your theories, and your predictions. It's a community and a fun discussion of Game of Thrones right here on Daily Thrones. All right, Daily Thrones fans, there is a great interview up on Time Magazine. You can go to time.com, and it is with George R.R. R. Martin, and the interview is done by Time television reporter Daniel D'Addario. And there is some great stuff in it. I highly recommend you checking it out. A lot of stuff, too, about the differences between the show and the book and how I think George is actually okay with it, maybe more than we are because he understands what the show has to deal with, uh, budgets, logistics, actors' contracts, and all those kind of things. But there was thing, one thing he really did fight for to be on the show that wasn't, and that, of course, is Lady Stoneheart. He really, really wanted that, and Dan and Dave made the decision to not factor that into the story, which he says, hey, that's fine. It's a fictional character. She doesn't exist. You can tell either story about her. But in that conversation comes out some interesting things about Catelyn Stark, Beric Dondarrion, and Jon Snow. Whether or not he said this in other places, I don't really know. You can tell me if you've read it over the years of the Song of Ice and Fire book series has been out. Maybe this has come up and George has talked about it. But in these, uh, in, in this interview, when he talks about Beric and J- uh, Jon Snow and Catelyn Stark, he refers to them as whites, which up until now, we associate whites with the White Walkers reborn, reanimated, dead army. And he's quite frank, uh, frankly and directly calling them whites that have been reanimated by fire instead of by ice, saying, hey, we're getting back to the whole fire and ice thing, which really is interesting because it, it, it takes this idea of the final fight, the war for the dawn that might be coming, uh, the stuff Melisandre's been saying, the religion of R'hllor, Azor Ahai reborn, all these things leading up to maybe a showdown with the Night King and uh, the powers from uh, the land of always winter, the others and the great other and all these things, the final fight, this battle of ice and fire, it's really clear now that that's what it is. You have two sides working the same angle. And I love this idea of John, Beric, Catelyn, Lady Stoneheart, obviously, in the books, being whites and that we really can't consider them living humans anymore. That's what George says, reading from this interview. I'll say it, talking about Beric Dondarrion, who was uh, he set up his foreshadowing for all of this, which is a great note. Every time he's a little less Beric, his memories are fading. He's got all these scars. He's becoming more and more physically hideous because he's not a living human anymore. His heart isn't beating. His blood isn't flowing in his veins. He's a white, but a white animated by fire instead of by ice. That is interesting to me. Now, whether or not the show adopts 
that same thought process or that same science, if you will, behind the uh, fire whites and ice whites. I don't know. It makes sense for the whites that we know them so far. The army of the uh, the the reanimated dead. I can imagine by looking at them that they aren't human anymore. They appear zombie-like. But we see with Barrick and, and John and, well, not so much Catelyn, but maybe initially if she had been revived sooner enough, uh, she is more zombie-like. But with, with Barrick and John on the show, they're human. They talk about being different. Barrick talks about it. John talks about feeling a nothing. But they, of course, don't appear, other than an eye patch and some scars on Barrick, they don't appear to be the whites that we know. So it would be interesting to see if the show continues out and this, if this factors at all into George's works and the books to come. Is it just some insight and some uh, knowledge from an author's mind into what these characters are? Does it change your view of Jon Snow? Let's just say this, this, the show goes with this. And Jon is a white. He does not have a heart. Blood is not flowing through his veins. He has died once. Come back, Barrack a little worse for wear. But does that change your view on John and any theories? Or does it add to them, confirming that maybe he is a Zorahai reborn? And that him being a human doesn't really affect that. Let me know. That's what we do here on Daily Thrones on Anchor. Call into the station. Put your thoughts out there about these fire whites and what that means and how changes your opinions, if at all, about Jon Snow. That's it for now. We'll be back more with Daily Thrones here on Anchor. Hey, Ken. So the idea of fire whites, I think, is very, very fascinating. I actually kind of love it. And if, and if that is the case, then Jon against the Night's King is actually the undead verse, the undead in a way, which is very, very cool. Um, you know, I liked in the article, you know, that he, you know, he's disappointed there's no Stoneheart. We all are, of course. And that she's, a, you know, a white and Beric Nodarian is a white. I, I totally can understand that and see it. I think they actually may go that. It may be on the show, but official canon on the show. I would not be surprised because I think it's a very cool idea. So I'm down for fireworks. Daily Thrones fans, we have an interview here. It is my good friend Joseph Scrimshaw. You know him from the Force Center podcast and from Headcanon right here on Anchor. And Joseph, it's always nice to have you to talk Game of Thrones. And Season 7 is about to begin. You gotta be excited. Oh, I'm very, very excited. I can't wait. Now, you've been, I know, catching up. You got Doctor Who. You got Twin Peaks. I want to ask you this, though, because this is something I have to do some point during the off-season between Game of Thrones years. Uh, I have to kind of shift gears and get ready for Game of Thrones. Yeah, I'm really ready for Game of Thrones. One of the things that I value about it the most is it is so engrossing, no commercials, really successfully in another world, right. that I forget my day-to-day life. Right. And I'm always ready to do that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a great distraction. Such an uplifting distraction <laughs> at the time. So I want to ask you, as this question I asked recently on Daily Thrones was a topic on one of our shows for the day, um, on how do you watch Game of Thrones? Now, you're married, so you have a, you have a watch partner. I do. You have, that's part of the reason to get married, to have someone to watch shows with. We are the watchers on the couch. <laughs> we are the watchers on the couch. Do you like or partake or have you partaken in Game of Thrones viewing parties? I have not. I have only ever watched it with my wife and having that wonderful level of escape. I think there's a part... I don't generally like watching things in in big groups because I just want to parse them. 
uh, and take them as seriously as I want to. Yes. I'd maybe be okay watching with a group of Game of Thrones fans, because at this point, I don't think there are casual fans. Right. And that's why I don't want to watch things with people, because I don't want them... I don't want to be with somebody who's like, that's a great TV show, well, let's just go have some nachos. Like, no, I want to process, I want to think, and I want to talk. Right. So as long as I'm around people who are willing to do that, I'd be willing. I think you're totally right. I mean, you and I maybe, and I, I know we're not alone, so it's not no. just us us sounding like old men trying to get everyone <laughs> off their lawns. But I think there's some truth to that because you mentioned Doctor Who uh, on your other headcanon. We talked about it. You were trying to get me to watch Doctor yeah. Who yet. I'm still working on that. Um <laughs> You wouldn't want to sit and watch it with me, like a new episode, uh, because I might be like, "Now wait a minute, what's this? What's this Gorgon? What's this thing flying around? What's the time? What's the TARDIS? Is a spaceship?" Yeah, yeah. Maybe an older episode you'd yeah. have fun. I like doing that. Sit down with people who maybe haven't watched Game of Thrones, haven't seen it in a while. But for new episodes, like season seven this Sunday, I'm. I have to watch it with people this time because of my job. I'm already pre-grumpy. Are there people who are going to know when you go, oh my god, because this happened, are they going to know why, or are you going to be annoyed because they don't feel the full weight? In general, yes, but again, like you said, by this point, anyone watching has been and watching for six seasons, whether it's not six years, some of them are just coming later to the party, not late, but later, Um, but yeah, with season seven, there's some things I'm expecting that might be book-related, and and I I feel, and and also, I, I don't... I don't even watch, I'm a sports fan, but I don't like watching sports in groups because okay. I like to watch, I don't want your screaming and shouting to interfere with my viewing of it. Yeah, yeah. And Twin Peaks is the huge one because it's yeah. full of weird little notes for me. And it, that's going to be the weirdest thing is Twin Peaks and Game of Thrones are both on this Sunday. So Uh-oh. I get to entirely disappear into two different worlds. Ooh. See if they taste great together or not. Game Game of Thrones season seven is going to be faster paced. We're starting off right away, probably some big things. Uh, are you okay with that? Are you excited? Some things you want to happen early on? Yeah, I want to get a clear sense if Cersei knows how screwed she is. I think that's uh, the thing that I'm most curious about for her to marshal her forces and realize how. I want her to know right away that she is in for the fight of her life. Right. Right. I think I think we're gonna get that. I think right away she's gonna be talking about being surrounded by her enemies. Yeah. Um, are, are 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 you one of the ones that likes those slow burn episodes, or are you gonna be okay with big battle, big moment, big battle, big moment? I want at least one slow burn episode, but I want this first episode to be like the what is usually the second to last episode. I want it to be like oh, I yeah. want it to start off huge. Yeah. Instead of dial back from where it was and have like the whole armada stop off at an island for treats yeah. or whatever like. It, it, Hit land. I agree. You know, we got the. Uh, we pretty much know. You know, if you've been following along, seen promotional shots. Danny is going to hit Westeros. She's going to go to Dragonstone. That's in the teasers. I don't want that to be easy. Yeah. I want something to happen. Whether it's Euron Greyjoy attacking her, uh, Dorn turning on her, or something. I don't. I don't want her just to sail land and be like, "Oh, I'm home now." Yeah. The world is at war, and I want to feel it in this first episode. Absolutely. I think that's what we're gonna get. Joseph is always it's great to talk to you. You can follow Joseph at uh, Joseph Scrimshaw on Twitter and Headcanon on Anchor. You guys call in. Let me know again how you're gonna watch. Also, don't forget the Daily Thrones show is also a podcast on Apple Podcasts. Check that out. We'll see you next time.